Hi, you're tuned into the IoT Insider with Dan Cunliffe. I'm Managing Director of Pangea. Um, what you're going to hear in our podcast is the lowdown on all tech opportunities and partnerships you'll need in order to get started and succeed in the Internet of Things market. Um, the podcasts are intended to be short enough for you to enjoy on your commute or when you're driving or traveling to meet someone um, in the market and you maybe want to hear something interesting um, ahead of your meeting. Uh, whether you're a partner already of Pangea uh, or just looking to learn some more about engagement or IoT content, um, please make sure that you subscribe and tune in for our monthly podcast uh, to get all the best information. Um, and I may refer to certain sports uh, from time to time because I'm obviously a avid sports fan. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Dan Cunliffe and welcome to our podcast where today we're talking about a new service, a new product that we've uh, just recently launched, um, content filtering at network level on our SIM cards. The world's becoming more and more mobile day by day, and the events of this year particularly have doubled the already massive need for connectivity, um, as well as the need for digital integrity. We know that from working at home uh, and having to change the way that we do things, we've had to uh, work in a very different way, uh, but also... That means that we've opened ourselves up to possibly more, uh, I suppose, frequent and possibly more dangerous digital attacks. But until now, the fixed line connections have had the lion's share of security, scalable, flexible content filtering technology. But no longer. We have brought out uh, one that we can use on mobile. Um, and our new mobile content filtering solution works on every connected solution that we provide already. So things like multi-network, our on-demand backup, our rapid deployment, our pre-Ethernet, whatever it is, um, we can make it work for you. So today I'm very delighted, as usual, to be joined by my operations director and co-founder, Chris Ramika. Welcome. Hello, Dan. Thank you. No problem. And um, Chris is going to help us look under under the hood, sort of understand what the content filtering um, can do, uh, particularly because it is pretty interesting to deliver it at network level and what it can kind of help people uh, who are, you know, using traditional methods like maybe mobile device management, how can this be different to that, but also like what can it do and what have we used it in the real life to try and actually bring services uh, to the mobile environment that mean we can protect your uh, staff, but maybe even sort of vulnerable people as well. So I'm going to take you through a little bit about the features and kind of working through some of the points we'd like to discuss. And essentially, it's a software solution that has a set of rules that will that will block websites, um, will block certain types of activity that you as our customer can actually set up um, and help us to, I suppose, scope out what would work for your environment and then effectively use it right across uh, devices like MiFi's, uh, SIM-enabled tablets, etc., and basically allowing the solution to be pretty powerful rather than just being in the fixed environment. So let's maybe go through some of these things, Chris, and particularly starting with things like real-time content analysis. So the idea about uh, the platform is that you can see pretty much everything related to the URLs and the HTTP that you are uh, wanting to filter and wanting to be looked through in real time. And we have an AI system which will be looking at this automatically so that your organization doesn't need to be doing this yourself, but you can be staying compliant. Uh, for example, like government office or anyone else that needs to have these things in place. Chris, you may want to talk a little bit about some of the features that are in real time. I know you've worked closely with it and the, the things you can see kind of regularly. Yeah, uh, so our content filter um, is part of a, 
a larger system which has access to a lot of traffic um, usage and statistics and website requests actually on a worldwide basis. So uh, as you can imagine, there's there's literally hundreds of thousands of URLs being accessed like every second. And what the platform does is that through sort of machine learning, artificial intelligence, and, you know, it, it will build out like, you know, what type of category that particular website is, um, you know, whether it's porn or gambling, etc. it will categorize it. And then it just constantly updates our own local platform, which is installed on our network and our data centers around the UK. Once it starts classifying that traffic, whatever it is, um, based upon the, the rules that we define. So, you know, it could be a rule to simply block porn or gambling. It could be a rule to only allow access to, you know, Google or Microsoft sites. It could be any type of rules. It will uh, start to um, just classify that, that traffic and you know it's not a it's not a static filter so we're not sort of saying here's a list of urls keep an eye out for them we're saying like here's a list of categories and the urls in that category are constantly being updated and changed in real time which means that um, the end user gets the best possible protection and filtering yeah exactly and i think i think um just added to that like some of the key security features which we're going through is like Essentially, you can um, use it to block sites that are trying to attack you as well. It's almost like a host IP type scenario. I mean, this is pretty important because, you know, we know that every day there are more and more attacks happening on devices trying to essentially phishing with a pH, you know, trying to get through into taking information from these devices, either through a web-based virus or some sort of malware. Um, where we can actually block those sort of things as well, right? Yeah, so, you know, basically it works on, you know, any type of um, HTTP or HTTPS request, a web request or a secure web request. Um, a lot of apps on your phone also use that as well, so it's not just limited to just what's happening through the web browser. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, a lot of apps use HTTPS you know, from an API type of perspective to, to get traffic and these days, loading up a website, like almost any site, it's not just, you know, getting a page of text from a server, like literally hundreds of elements in the site are coming from all over the internet. You know, once a site's infected with malware or, or phishing type thing um, or viruses, yeah, then, then you know, that's when the danger is. So, yeah. you know, you can basically block parts of that. Like, you know, you can do sort of like ad blocking, for example, or it will just um, block the entire site. So yeah, there's multiple layers of security there. And I think one of the one of the key features for me um, is the fact that how much customizable options we have. Um, sometimes it's not good to have too many customizable options, but I think what we've experienced when we talk about some of the real life examples in a in a moment, it's really about creating, I suppose, genres of protection. You know, things that particularly focus on, and it doesn't always have to be very seedy conversations. It can be anything from um, extremism to things like hate speech, you know, possibly even blocking out, um, as you mentioned earlier, something like ad blocking, you know, you can have that as a way to maybe optimize the amount of data you've bought for the service. You know, sometimes the yep. ad blocking is just a bit of a nuisance, but it's, but it's chowing your data, you know, it's actually eating yep. your, eating your data. So being able to customize and block unintended usage is, um, I think quite an interesting piece as well. I guess the, the sort of the traditional view of content filtering is to is to block the seedy stuff, the dodgy stuff, and all that type of yeah, thing. But yeah. you know, from from an office perspective, we've got lots of customers who will just do something like you know, 
fairly open policy to access things, but block, you know, your social media and your streaming, for example, but open it up during lunchtime um, <laughs> or open it up for schools, you know, perhaps open it up after school or after work, you know, depending on what the application is. So time-based things are very um, handy as well. Massive. Well, let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about sort of how it works and, you know, who we've worked it for. So we're talking a lot about network level filtering. So what we mean by that is basically saying that actually whatever the SIM is in, that is, you know, we're blocking at that level. So as an example, we could use a multi-network SIM, connect all the networks in the UK, all the networks in Europe, even if we wanted to, and essentially use the little portable Wi-Fi device, the MiFi, as the kind of gateway, if you want, or the kind of place where we filter. And that means that you could have multiple devices who don't need to have a mobile device management service on them, connecting through the MiFi, and then being kind of protected from the internet. For me, that's pretty interesting. And, and I guess what that also opens up is the ability to control devices that don't necessarily have a simple interface, right? Like a router, like um, a MiFi device. You know, how would you kind of say that that's a benefit for people? Uh, yeah, I think it's, um, it's just a different type of filtering, which has um, many advantages over uh, a per device filtering system. So, for example, your traditional thing like mobile device management, installing a bit of software on a phone or a tablet, of course, you know, that will definitely protect the phone. But if you've got an office, you know, it's more of an administrative effort to make sure every single device that's on the office network, you know, um, a bunch of laptops, a bunch of phones, some tablets, you'd have to make sure that all of those things are, um, are protected, you know, with, with in software on a per device basis, software on the laptop, on the tablet, et cetera. And then you'd also have to administer that. So, you know, make sure that other things can't connect to the Wi-Fi network or yeah. put sort of an authentication method in place for the Wi-Fi, which is stricter to, to make sure only authorized devices are on. Um, so the good thing about network filtering is that, you know, it is um, a catch-all yeah. where, um, you know, we're just covering everything because we're looking at the SIM card, um, you know, in other words, kind of like the WAN link, the uplink really, and, and we're filtering there rather than um, pushing that filtering out to um, the individual device. Yeah, and that just also gives you economies of less scale, I suppose, <laughs> or maybe gives you economies of scale because you only need one device to manage many others. And, you know, people, especially, you know, at these times are always interested in something that can do maybe even a better job at a better price, right? I mean, like, why not? I mean, it, it makes sense to at least review it that way. Um, okay, cool. And, you know, let's let's have a look at some of the um, kind of features related to markets, like who would you want to use this sort of stuff? You know, like, why do we as Pangea feel that we can launch this to our partners and out into the market? So, we can probably reference um, a real-world example today where Pangea were kind of selected, I suppose, by a public sector body through one of our partners to effectively support vulnerable children during uh, COVID. So essentially, as all of us know, we've had to either do homeschooling or we've had to do work from home during lockdown, which has had many different types of challenges. But one of those challenges that we probably forget is that some people who are vulnerable or who don't have you know, essential broadband at home how would they be able to do homeschooling? How would they be able to do e-learning? You know, that becomes really challenging. And so the request came in to, to support that. And so what we've done is we've delivered um, a service which is on our multi-network SIM card. It connects to every network in the UK, but it now has content filtering at network level. So every one of these 
vulnerable people, more than likely children, are able to connect to the MiFi device with, um, with a laptop, for example, but we are protecting them and keeping them safe from various different types of malware, as well as you know accessing sites that they probably shouldn't be allowed to. And I think, Chris, maybe if there's anything else you want to add to it, but so far it's been going incredibly well. Um, we're able to do reports on pretty much everything from highest uh, number of blocked services all the way through to um, you know being able to tweak that service on the fly. Um, a great example of that was that a lot of the devices needed to do updates on Microsoft and we could adjust that very quickly. So maybe you want to add a bit to that real world example if you've got anything else. Yeah, the, the reporting capability um, is very, very powerful. So we can get reports in many different formats from like PDF to Excel to CSVs. Um, and it's really important with this type of platform to be able to drill down as much as possible. So from you know literally hundreds of thousands of SIM cards, we can drill down to like a single SIM card or in other words, a single IP address. We can get a report over the last week, the last month, the last year about every single URL visited or maybe, you know, a list of how many sites were blocked, how many sites were allowed through, you know, and do that for a SIM, a group of SIMs or an entire customer. What that allows the customer to do is to just get a really good profile of the type of traffic that, that you know, that their end users are looking at. Mm. Um, so a good example was, uh, yeah, you know, was like a, a large amount of data usage and you know, it didn't seem to be required, but then we realized that, you know, a bunch of Windows updates were, were happening at the same time. Or uh, we've also seen things where um, where the PlayStation Store um, releases some new game or a massive new update to a game. And just for that day or that couple of days, we see, um, you know, a spike in data usage. Yeah, so it's very interesting and it gives um, us and the customer uh, insights into, you know, into what the user base is doing, what type of traffic makes up their user base. And sometimes um, there are surprises in there as well. Yeah, and I think traditionally that's been quite difficult to access, you know, that level of granularity on mobile, unless you've got some exceptionally high and costly devices in your network, it's not easy to just pull that information out. Whereas on the fixed services, it's been quite a simple thing to do back in the day. Yeah, that's right, yeah. I mean, um, traditionally, yeah, you, you know, you'd have something like deep packet inspection or, or a system, but you know, it, you know, it's one hand to set up the system, but then it's another hand to actually maintain that system and get the most information out of it. Which is why, uh, you know, the system that we built is is very good in that respect to keep getting you know useful information because it's one thing just to sort of see some stats, but it's another thing to actually act on it and um, you know ha and get more revenue from you know increasing data plans or showing customers why they might need to might need more data. Yeah. Um, Less data, uh, yeah. you know, so, you know we, we can make use out of the information that we get, which is very handy. Yeah, and I think if we sort of move it on into some of the other markets, I think um, we, we spoke about education, so about schools. I mean, I think every single school today at the actual physical school has some level of content filtering. I think it's almost a prerequisite, right, to have that when they're sitting in the classroom, accessing Wi-Fi in the classroom. But one of the things that we were thinking about is when you look at the backup service, being able to now offer that on your backup mobile service, that should be a really interesting play as well, being able to actually offer a 4G backup service, which is completely separate to the fixed infrastructure, have that on content filtering as well, is something that's not really been out there. So we're quite keen on 
how we move that forward. But if we start thinking a little bit about the government offices or kind of the government services, we're very keen to work with, I suppose, people who are uh, in the public sector around, um, you know, hospitals, doctor surgeries, uh, maybe even mobile doctor surgeries like we have to today. We're doing several things around breast screening. Um, we did uh, a press release on the Nightingale um, that we set up for, for, for COVID. And I think if we're going to use mobile technology to access sites quicker or in remote locations, content filtering, particularly in a public sector environment, has to be a standard. I don't think you can essentially put something in uh, to a public environment, whether it's Wi-Fi or just sending data, personal data for people's um, health information, if you're not using this service. So that's something I think could definitely be an interesting market as well. I don't know if you have anything to add on that, you know, using it in a very different environment. Yeah, I mean, our platform also, uh, you know, it, it adheres to a lot of standards uh, and guidelines set out by the government. Um, so, for example, there's the government has things like sort of lists of terrorist sites or, or uh, questionable um, content. You know, one of them might be the IWF Internet Watch Foundation. Uh, the, another one is uh, something called, I think it was called the Safer Schools Initiative or something yeah. like that from an yeah. education perspective. Um, so, so our platform, you know, confirms with, uh, conforms with all of those uh, guidelines, you know, as we see, as it's required. Yeah, and what we're trying to say to our partners really is that by launching this product, it's as simple as a a bit of an understanding on what you really need or the market you're talking to, and then it becomes an add-on. You know, it's not like you have to really do too much to add it on. As long as we can understand the scope you want to go for, and and that's where I think it's going to be pretty interesting for your private, your corporate sector. Where I kind of tell this example of someone like an HSBC or maybe even um, Etihad Airways, something like that, where you've got many staff members who have a device from you as the corporate, yet if they're going to browse online, who is responsible? Who, who, who essentially has to have that accountability if during work hours, with a device that you provided them, they surf or do things that's probably not appropriate and eventually ends up being a criminal case? You know, uh, you know these sort of things are... Important because um, there's so much effort on corporate responsibility and accountability in many other areas of having a large um, enterprise. But what happens to you know the person who is given a tablet to do their work, maybe even gets kind of, I suppose, attacked rather than going out and doing something and maybe innocently does something. I think it's important to say that you know, this service will, for example, during working hours between the hours of eight and six, provide you with a corporately responsible uh, digital platform or a digital you know, kind of service on that device so that at least you're protected or at least you are doing everything you can as a, as a, as a private sector company. And you know, just to play it through in, in, in one's mind again, there's some real benefits about this. So, so just to reiterate, guys um, who, are, who are listening, you know, we're talking about pretty much all of the services that Pangea can offer, but in particular, we're really excited about putting this on our multi-network service, which from a start already gives customers with tablets or MiFi's or any kind of device access to all the networks around them right through into Europe as well, should we need to, um, globally even if it, if it comes to that, right? So it's not just about UK, but it's about providing access to all the networks a really intelligent way of connecting with your data amounts um, through our products like Instanet, but then adding a third layer on top, which is now that I can connect everywhere and I can connect efficiently with the data I need, I can control and filter the things that are important to my environment, but also making me uh, responsible either as a 
um, employer giving something out or as a government protecting the people around me. So I know we have a lot of our customers who would be interested and are already interested in talking to us about that. And if you want to learn more about the benefits of filtering, please bring it to our business, but also read my latest blog on the topic. Uh, or if you want to check out some of the top content filtering use cases, uh, you can head over to our new webpage, uh, which will be talking specifically about you know where you should use it, how you improve productivity by keeping mobile data usage in check, customizable ways in which the service works. And yeah, I mean, hopefully you can tell we're pretty excited about this because there's not many guys out there who are actually doing this sort of thing. So pretty, pretty interesting for us. Um, in closing, Chris, anything, anything you want to add um, to the service? No, I'll just say I think we've covered it, but it's a, it's a really good product and it's got a really strong uh, reporting capability. So, uh, and it, it is one of the, the leading backend systems out there in terms of how long it's been around and what it can do. Yeah, for sure. Brilliant. Thanks, mate. I appreciate you joining us and giving us a bit of the insights um, from your side. No worries. Uh, and to the partners, yeah, um, please do take the time. Uh, go check out the webpage um, on content filtering. Send us a message through the call to action buttons on there so you can get in touch or, you know, even easier, just get hold of your account manager or even call my, myself and we can um, we can start having a chat about it. Brilliant. That's Dan Cunliffe and Chris Ramika uh, signing off. Have a lovely, a lovely rest of your day.